What's up, what's up, everybody? Michael Johnson and Business Choreography here for another exciting episode with an incredible guest. I'm so excited today because we have Jason Kruger in the house. He is the president and founder of Signature Analytics. Jason is shaking up the way business owners run their businesses by highlighting the gaps in data and reporting. He then shares insights on how to improve profitability, increase productivity, and run companies smarter. Jason has 20 years of experience in the accounting and business adversary field working with mid-market companies and nonprofits, and we are so excited to have him here today. Man, we are so lucky to have him and have his expertise. So let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I'm happy to be on. I'm excited to talk with you. And as our audience knows, I love to dig into backstory and learn more about the crazy journey that is being an entrepreneur and a business owner and doing things to serve the world. And you are doing a lot of that. I'm excited to share your story, share uh, your expertise. So I want to jump in with the backstory. So tell us how you got to this point. You can start as far back as you'd like and yeah. uh, excited to hear about it. Yeah. So how much time do we have? <laughs> um, well, well, we have plenty. <laughs> yeah. First, I wanted to... Um, you know, I love what you guys do. I, you know, I'm not trying to put a plug in for you guys, but um, we'll take it though. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times we see entrepreneurs or or business owners, they get to a certain point, and then they they say, okay, well, I need to hire hire a uh, I need to hire a salesperson, or I need to hire someone to do marketing, and they say, okay, I'll just hire the salesperson. They'll sell my, they'll 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 generate revenue, and then I can focus over here and do something else. Right. And that tends to be a recipe for disaster, right? Because <laughs> they put all of their, their eggs in this one basket. They have no oversight. They have no understanding of what this person's doing, but they think this person is just going to be this, you know, golden goose that's going to, you know, drive revenue and build their business up and allow them to go, you know, play golf or do whatever they do. And so um, <laughs> a lot of what we, you know, a lot of what we do and what I've done over time and what I've learned is you really got to be part, really have a clear understanding of every part of your business, you know, right. like you guys do marketing, sales, operations, finance, accounting, HR, you want to have the experts that can support that. But at the same time, <clears throat> um, you got to know what's happening. So right. um, taking a step back to answer the initial question that you had, um, you know, I, uh, going back into my career, I started my career in public accounting, uh, so in the finance world. Uh, spent most of that time with in the big four. So Deloitte, Deloitte & Touche was a, a company that a, a big firm, one of the large global firms that I worked with for a lot of years, uh, spent about nine, 10 years uh, in the financial statement audit world. So what I learned is uh, that you have to put a lot of hours in. Um, right. And there were times of the year where I was you know, definitely doing that. 
But what I also felt that I learned is I had so much exposure to different companies, different types of businesses, different people, um, how things were, you know, how, how businesses made things, um, got to visit companies and see their operations and see that, you know, their warehouses and, and really get a good grasp of, you know, so many different companies. And, and we were able to provide them a lot of value. Um, but our, my focus there was in financial statement audit. So we work with companies that needed an audit, financial statement audit for one reason or another. So this is different than an IRS audit. This is an audit where you might get financing from a bank and the bank will, will require uh, audited financial statements that gives the, that gives the, um, the bank comfort that they're getting, uh, that, that they can trust the numbers of, of the company that they're basically investing in or that they're partnering with and financing. Um, it also may, they also may, uh, may be a requirement if you're a public company, obviously you need a financial statement audit performed if uh, equity investors may require it. So that was the field I was in, but <clears throat> what I realized over time, and I spent about 10 years in public accounting, is that, and we still worked with a lot of small mid-market companies at that time, like your audience. Um, and what I realized was that a lot of these companies in the small mid-market space, they deserved better uh, than what they had as it relates to the team that they were surrounding themselves with, um, the executive level team. They deserved better than what they had as it relates to their accounting and finance environment. Um, accounting and finance in particular, they were looking at as a necessary evil. It's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta pay my bills. I gotta, I gotta invoice my clients. I got to make sure I collect the cash and I have to make sure I, I can make payroll. Oh, and, and also once a year, I'm going to send my stuff to my CPA and he'll do my taxes. And so that's the mindset from a lot of business owners up front. But then as they realize over time, um, they can only manage the business in their head so much. Um, and they start to feel the pain points of not having good, you know, accurate financial information that they can use to make decisions to achieve the goals that they have. And so you leveraging my background and that knowledge that um, there's these companies out there that even if they wanted to hire the top talent, top talent's expensive, and they may not need the, the resources of this top talent on an ongoing basis. So what we did in uh, 2008 is I started Signature Analytics. <clears throat> and Signature Analytics uh, in its short form provides outsourced accounting and CFO advisory services on a fractional scalable basis for companies that are uh, really looking to grow and take their business to the next level. Um, and so, you know, our goal is to, to leverage the team they have in place, fill in the gaps and really provide that leadership to say, hey, let's make sure you have confidence in your accounting, you can sleep well at night, you can get good numbers, um, you can get them in the format that makes sense for you to make decisions and you can really accelerate that growth. So, and a lot of that plays into what you guys do as it relates to then, you know, making decisions on operations, making decisions on marketing, making decisions on <clears throat> sales and the, Im the financial impact of those decisions, what does that mean? And so that's, right. that's really, you know, a lot of our focus now and starting 2008 with myself and a computer. So I can relate to a lot of the entrepreneurs listening here. Um, started, you know, went out there, uh, started meeting people, started, trying to drive up some business, uh, started bringing in clients, 
uh, was leveraging some contractors to support that work, was flying by the seat of my pants, doing everything. <laughs> uh, I was everything at that point. Uh, but over time, slowly, you know, I, I always wanted to build that strong foundation, built up a, a client base uh, that I was able to start bringing in and hiring full-time employees. Um, started to build out the different areas of our business that we've been talking about, like marketing, uh, sales, uh, building out uh, HR is critical. I never knew how important the HR function of a business was until uh, we started growing. And I'm not just referring to simply, you know, hiring and firing and, and, uh, and you know, satisfaction level of employees, but it's, it's culture, it's strategy. There's so much that goes on in HR that <clears throat> it's, it's career development and support for your people. Um, so started to build that out and, you know, fast forward, uh, continue to, to make sure we were providing the highest level quality service. And so fast forward and, and uh, now we have about 80 to 85 full-time employees um, in multiple markets. Uh, we service about 80% of our clients fully remote now. And, um, you know, it's really we are a partner with our clients to help them drive success and through understanding their financials. Right. Wow. What a what a cool journey. And from 2008, you've gone through some interesting times uh, from right. the, you know, the housing collapse during that time and uh, and all the way through COVID and now having most of your people remote i mean how, how cool is that and what a what a different uh place this market has changed to i yeah. i have so many questions for you love love digging into the numbers and and spending time in that space and what a cool background to have gone through with the financial statements i mean most <clears throat> and it's amazing to me how many business owners just have no clue they don't have a clue right. how to prepare a financial for their own business. They don't have any financials to look at. And like you said, they're, they're keeping it in their head. And right. it's amazing how big a business can get with the owner keeping it in their head. And it's right. truly incredible to me. And so the service that you guys are providing and what you guys are doing uh, for the, the business world is incredible and so valuable. I want to dig in a little bit to a few things. Uh, let's start with the word audit. Okay. So many times uh, you, it's a you bad word, alluded right? to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you alluded to the idea and the concept that you're not talking about an IRS audit, but I, I think a lot of business owners hear the word audit and they go, ah, run away. Right. <laughs> we got to go right. the other direction. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about what an audit, because it's, it's, it can be a lot more of a friendly word than I think a lot of people associate with it. So let's talk yep. about the friendly side of, of an audit and, and all the benefits that can come from it. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, when we talk about the financial statement audit that we're referring to um, in its simplest form, it's a, it's a way for a third party uh, to gain some level of assurance or confidence in, the financial position of the company, right? And so that third party could be the board of directors. It could be investors. Uh, it could be like we talked about a bank um, because they have, you know, financing uh, arrangements, but it's really a way for a third party to, to provide some level of, of confidence and assurance. But there's a lot of value to the company in that too, because 
Uh, one, um, there's best practices around accounting that have to be maintained in order to sufficiently um, for, for an audit firm to uh, provide that level of assurance. And so if you do have audited financials, you have that confidence that um, that that you are run, that that you have built a strong and solid accounting foundation within your company. Um, and and if there's areas or gaps, you, you'll get a, a, the auditors will point those out as opportunities to improve. Now, the the letter they give you is sounds, you know, sounds negative because they, they call them, you know, deficiencies or significant deficiencies. But it's really a letter to management saying, hey, here's the what we're calling deficiencies that we've identified. And, you know, here's our thoughts on how you might why they're why they pose a risk uh, to your business. And here's opportunities to improve upon those. So there's a lot of, um, you know, you get some feedback from a third party on why there's value to that. Um, and um, and so you know, there's it's really an opportunity for the company to make sure that they are adhering to best practices, and and ultimately what that turns into is confidence that things should be done the right way. There's no fraud present, um, and ultimately what's most important is, am I getting as a business owner, am I getting good financials that I can trust, that I can make decisions on, and are those financials timely? And if you have that process in place. Um, and your the accounting is in order. Um, you know, audits aren't that scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting that what I hear a lot is because uh, we do a number of different audits in different mm -hmm. areas of business. And we always like to be able to use great experts like you for this portion of it, but when people hear that i think they just they kind of go oh they shy away a little bit and it's, yeah. it's it's like no no there's there's really great opportunities i love how you put that like there here are some ways for you guys that are going to pose some really great advantages for you moving forward and by you guys being able to dig in and figure that out for them there's going to be a lot of clarity that's going to come and right. there's so much value in that clarity and and being able to figure out where the deficiencies are so that you can ascend and sometimes right. that might be the very thing that's holding them back from ascending yeah and, and i do want to make sure that um that i'm clear too that in my past life uh you know at deloitte <laughs> we did you know financial statement audits our company now we don't actually perform the audits we actually support or or we are the arm of the client's internal accounting department so we have a lot of clients that have a financial statement audit. We support that process to make sure that it goes smoothly. The auditors get the information they need, timely, the information, all of the information is reconciled, the schedules are in place. So um, because of what we do, a lot of that work translates. We do have a number of individuals within our company that have a similar background as myself. Um, but right now, you know, what our company does is we support that internal arm of their business from an accounting perspective. So, like I said, outsourced accounting from from the from the lowest levels to the CFO level, um, and really helping to drive you know success there, including that audit process. I love that. And you had used, and it's kind of a trendy word these days, but I think it's appropriate. You'd use the word fractional, mm -hmm. and I'd like to to hear a little bit more on your perspective on that because i know a lot of times uh you know you'll hear some people 
talk about it and they're worried about having a, a f somebody that's fractional inside in any capacity, whether it be uh, financially or whether it be through marketing or or anything. And so talk to us a little bit about that element of, of being in a fractional position, but it's still being beneficial for the company. Yeah, definitely. So I think there, there's a couple of things. One is um, what what I always recommend to business owners is make sure you have, if you don't have the expertise yourself, make sure you have somebody on your team that does. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a full-time employee, right? But at the same time, if you bring in somebody that has that expertise, you still need to make sure as the business owner that you know, uh, you know what they're doing, you understand the strategy and you, you're able to you know, educate yourself on the different aspects of your own business. Um, in the finance world, a CFO can be very expensive. I mean, very expensive, right? Uh, depending on the level of individual <clears throat> and, uh, and their background. And what we talk about a lot in with our clients and in our business is we want to make sure we have the, we want you as a business owner, we want you our, as our client to have the right people doing the right thing at the right time. And that what that means is we don't want the person that's doing um, accounts payable or bank recs to be acting as the CFO and talking to you know investors and building out you know um, complex reporting um, you know doing margin analysis scenario analysis those types of things at the same time we don't want the CFO or a CFO individual or the, someone of that skill set doing bank reconciliations and so. What we see a lot of times is that companies in the small mid market, they'll hire one person and they'll try to have them do everything. Right. Right. They say, okay, well, I'm going to hire somebody. I'm going to call them a controller and they're going to do everything. And um, because that, you know, that makes sense for my business from a cost perspective and I can't afford the higher level person anyway. And uh, I, you know, I'll just do that. So that poses a lot of risk. Uh, if that person leaves, there's significant risk. Right. Um, but the other thing is that that person now is probably doing some things that are below their skill set um, that maybe they don't want to be doing. But the other side of the uh, the other side of that is that they're being asked to, to do things that are above their skill set, and that creates risk as well. And and the company's not getting value for that. Um, on the other, in the other hand, sometimes companies will hire a CFO, and they'll say, "Well, I'm just going to hire a CFO." Well, if they're small, mid-sized, there's really not. 40, 50 hours a week of CFO time. So that CFO ends up doing controller work or doing lower level work as well. And so now they're paying that CFO to do lower level work. And so what we try to do is we try to understand the, the, the existing team that our client has to make sure that their roles and responsibilities are defined. And let's fill in the gaps on that, what we call that fractional basis that you mentioned, right? So fractional meaning you don't need a CFO 40 hours a week and you don't need to pay for a CFO for 40 hours a week, but you do need someone to support, you know, your, your, your strategy. And from a strategic perspective, maybe 10 hours a month, maybe 20 hours a month. So somebody that you give you that confidence that what you're looking at and the reporting that you're looking at is in the format that allows you to make good decisions. Um, you know, an example of that would be a company that's maybe, let's say they're a manufacturing company that makes multiple different products. Well, the business owner may know what their margins are 
for the company as a whole, hey, yeah, our margins are about, you know, 40%, 50%, 60%. Um, so two questions. One, have they proved that out with the numbers? Because a lot of times that's not accurate. And the second is if they have different product lines, they might have one product that has a 20% margin and one product that has a 70% margin. That information is critical to know because then they can either, they can make decisions to impact uh, how they run their business. They can push, uh, push the product that has a 70% margin, work to figure out how to drive a higher margin on the low margin product. Um, you know, they can really make more educated decisions with better information. So, right. I love that. Talk to me a little bit more about what it's like for somebody that's listening right now and they're going, yeah, you know what, this is, I think I'm ready to do this and, and we need this in what we're doing. What's it like for them to come in and, and work with you guys and, and get involved? Tell us a little bit more about the process because I, I know from just talking to so many people, like when you get into the financial side of things, people right. get a little fearful, like especially right. if they're, they're working out with other, other companies or another organization. So uh, I, I think familiarity helps to, to make it easier for them to make the move and the jump. So talk to us a little bit about yeah. what that process is and what it looks like to get in and get going. Yeah, we've, we've spent a lot of time, effort, resources to, to build, to ensure that we have a, a very strong and seamless as seamless as possible, you know, what we call onboarding process, right? And so education is a big part of that. You know, Michael, you mentioned that uh, business owners, they feel a pain, right? I, I, I feel like we're profitable, but I, I don't have any, I, where's the cash, right? I, I can't, I'm having cash flow issues. Or they're talking to a third party and they're talking to a bank and they're talking about getting a line of credit or financing. And they're saying, well, the bank is asking for this information and I can't get that them the information in the format they need for, to, to get this line of credit. So they start feeling this, this pain. And so the education part of that is a big part, is a big part of that. Communication is, is critical as well. But our onboarding process and, and, and how we've what we've developed basically is that we start every engagement off with really understanding their business. We sit down with the business owner. What are your goals? What you know, you you have the, you own this business, your executive team. You have this executive team. What are you trying to accomplish? Um, what are your goals in the next twelve months, three years, five years? Based on your goals, that impacts the decisions that you make, and also how you may look at your financial information as well. So let's really understand that, so we can make sure we can build out the reporting infrastructure, so that you can make good decisions. And then the next step is we we want to sit down and with their existing team and understand, you know, their roles, their responsibilities, what's working, what's not working. A lot of times we, you know, we we get brought in because uh, a company has grown quite a bit and they've they've stuck with the same person they've had and that person is feeling overwhelmed and they're they love having us there because like oh my gosh you know this is the challenges I'm having I, I need I need help I need support and you know and I you know if you guys can provide that that's great and so. We're not looking to come in and replace their existing team. It's hey, what's working, what's not, um, what role, you know. We look at four pre critical areas. We look at their people, their internal processes uh, in account within accounting and finance, their technology. So how do they leverage their technology 
to create efficiencies and get them good data. And then the reporting infrastructure, which is critical to, to business owners. And so then that first few weeks, we're looking at that information. We're talking about, we're really trying to understand their business. We're talking about the goals and objectives of, the, of management, the, the owner. And then based off of those conversations, we come back with actually a full report uh, that talks about um, where we flowchart their current processes out. So they have vision, they can visually see, you know, their structure, their technology infrastructure and stack, their work chart, their process flows. Um, we come back with thoughts and recommendations on how to, how to create improvements on the existing processes where there might be gaps. Um, and then we come back with a plan that we can't chart out over the next three to six months and say, okay, based on where we're at right now, where you're at and, and where you, here's where you want to be, here's what the plan is and here's how we're gonna execute moving forward. And so sometimes it may be that we need to reorganize some of the information so that it's in a better format that they can get better reporting. So we'll work with the team to do that. Uh, sometimes there's, you know, a lot of times we get brought in because things are not working well. So there's some cleanup involved, right? It's like, right. okay, let's, let's clean, let's make sure we get this in the right format. Let's sit down and start building out what, what is the reporting infrastructure that you need, not only monthly, but maybe you need weekly reporting. Maybe you need some daily inputs. What are those so that we can get you that information? I mean, that that's the power, right? Is, hey, if I can see what's going on, I can make better decisions. And so let's build that out. And then over time, you know, what what they what we want to give them is that comfort that you have a well-oiled accounting and finance function. You can trust that invoices are going out and they're they've been they're accurate. You can trust that bills are being paid on time, cash is being managed effectively. You're getting a forward-looking cash flow report. So you have cash visibility into what your cash looks like. You can sleep well at night knowing the day-to-day -day stuff is happening. Um, the monthly close process is being done. All of the accounts are being reconciled. And then you're ultimately getting the good reporting that you need to run your business. And so we can't do that all on day one. Yeah, I wish that we could just wave a magic wand, you know, and bring the fairy dust. And, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, you just push the button, right? We have an accounting software, just push the button. Well, unfortunately, it's not as easy as that. Um, although we do leverage technology as much as possible. Sure. But, um, you know, that's the goal. And so we have to be clear with, okay, here's where we are now. Here's where we want to be. Does this make sense? Um, let's prioritize. Let's make sure the cost and the value align. And then here's our plan. Okay, let's go execute against it. And this is what you can expect. So I love it. That's great. All right. Uh, share with us a little bit, like where can they connect with you and where can they dig in? Because there's some people out listening. They're going, oh, yeah. Definitely got to get in and do this and, and get moving and find out how we can move forward. So how can they find you and connect? Yeah, so easy uh, website is an easy spot, signatureanalytics.com. Uh, I'm happy if anyone wants to reach right, There it is right on the screen. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out directly to me via email, I'm, I'm always happy. Uh, I like to just you know learn and educate myself on what business owners are doing as well. So that's the letter J. Kruger, K-R-U-G-E-R at signatureanalytics.com. And then, you know, if they want to call 858-228-5643, I'm always happy to pick up the phone too. Awesome. That's great. Guys, 
This is incredible information. I'm so excited that you came and shared with us your knowledge. I mean, such a cool, such a cool journey that you've been on to get to this point and be able to help businesses of a lot of different sizes to be able to get their uh, their data and their analytics all in shape and get them moving in the right direction. This is such an integral part of your progress as a business, and it's so important that you take and bite the bullet. If you haven't done it already, you need to do it and you need to get in. The data matters. The analytics matter. And it could be the difference between you finding the ultimate success of your vision and your dream and totally just floundering in the same spot that you've been in for a long time. And this could make the biggest difference. I've seen it make a big difference. I've seen the results of doing this type of work. And guys, you need to really consider this. So go check out signatureanalytics.com and get connected with Jason because he can help you. So Jason, before we kick out uh, and say goodbye for today, any final words for our audience as we, as we set them off into the sunset? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I think it's, it's exciting. It's awesome to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner. Um, educate yourself, know your business, bring in the right talent uh, when it makes sense. Do it smartly. You know, um, cash is king. Um, you know, all of that is is true. A lot of it sounds you know like generic, but you know, know your business and and don't have an ego. Surround yourself with the right talent. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Until the next episode, keep working on choreographing your business. There's lots to do. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.